Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast. We thank you for listening, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Once again, make sure you subscribe on uh, whatever platform you're listening on. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we just really, really thank you for all the recurring people that comes back uh, to listen to every podcast. We really appreciate you supporting what we do, what we're trying to do just to spread the Kingdom message and it's so much appreciated we just can't thank you enough we hope you enjoyed this episode and shalom hello and welcome to another episode of the kingdom conversations podcast wherever you're listening however you're listening we appreciate you so much for joining us um if you are ongoing listener we thank you so much for your continued support and if you're a new listener shalom we appreciate you for checking out this podcast we hope it edifies you in some type of way and once again, I'm joined by my co-host, Derek Anderson Jr. How are you doing today, Derek? Oh, man, I'm good. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing great. Um, glad we're getting this podcast done. There's been some technical difficulties, but we're getting it together. Yeah, that's just the enemy working. He don't want to see us do it, but we take control of the power of the air. Because, you know, Scripture says that the enemy that he controls the airways and you know we see that all in media and that's what it's referring to like you said we take dominion and conquer that right now and the authority of Yeshua. <laughs> i guess we could go ahead and hop into some topics so do you want to go first or do you want me to go first oh man i'll go ahead and start it out oh okay one thing for me um that i've been looking at is just that yeshua um, you know, many people say Jesus, but we say Yeshua. If you look in any Strong's Concordance and you look up the word salvation in what many call the Old Testament, the uh, Tanakh, you'll see that the word for salvation is Yeshua. And we know that Yeshua is the name that, like I say, many call Jesus. Like his name, because when you take away the original name, you take away the meaning. Because Jesus is just a Latin translation, and you don't get anything out of it. But by saying his original name, you get salvation. You get his intended destiny, what he was here to do. And it's the same thing with all the original names. Another thing, if we break down that word using the Hebrew keys of Revelation, we'll actually see, you know, he's the provider of peace and protection, protection and so much more. But you won't get that out of just looking at an English translation. And um, one thing I just want to note about Yeshua, even, you know, just stating that point, was that, you know, um, when he came, he, he, you know, many say he's our redeemer. They're correct. He came to restore our dominion because we weren't created here just to, um, to worship. We were created to exercise dominion in the earth. He gave us back our authority. Uh, one thing that Yeshua did, he was our blueprint, and he really fulfilled his purpose and you see many times throughout the scripture, he quoted scripture and he did it a lot of times to feel not his will, but the will of his father. And so many people just want to say that Yeshua was just this all loving, uh, blue eyed, you know, white uh, male, which I'm not here to <laughs> to really get into that, that, you know, he really wasn't um, the picture that's painted a lot of times. But. My thing is, is his ways. So many people think his ways is all loving, all inclusive. I'm like, no, that wasn't Yeshua. That's not the Yeshua I'm reading from the scripture. Because the Yeshua I'm reading from the scripture said he came to bring a sword. 
the sure I'm reading in the scripture says that he opposed a lot of the religious people. The sure I'm reading in the scripture had people that wanted to kill him. It wasn't just everything, just love, we, we all good. This is something that uh, religion is using to push their agenda. That's something that was so, so, so amazing to me when I first um, learned, um, hitting on the point where you were talking about the names, that um, what you name something is, uh, its name is letting you know exactly what it is, what its purpose is, uh, the characteristic of that thing and everything. Um, so Yeshua being named Yeshua, it's, it's really, really important that we go back and learn that name because if we go, like you said, if we go and study that name, we'll learn his purpose, his destiny, what he what he came to do, and we'll learn so much more about him just through his name. Um, and so even if we go and look through our scriptures, uh, when people were uh, being named or when they were getting named, I mean, uh, naming was so important that when uh, Elohim got into covenant with Abraham that he gave him a new name. So uh, naming is uh, really, really important. And, you know, we both did this when we had our children. We um, prayed that Elohim would reveal to us uh, what to name these kids because we wanted, we uh, understood that they were his children and not ours. And at the same time, that naming is very, very important because it will let them know, um, have an idea or let them know exactly of what they uh, what their purpose is and what they're here for. Um, people do have like a really, really big misunderstanding of who uh, Yeshua is and who he was. You know, you hear a lot that he was just so calm and gentle and just so loving and this and that and the other and you know, just this made-up image that people have put him in uh, or put on him. You know, uh, he was just so kind to everybody, and there were many scriptures that we can go see where he was, you know, very stern with people, openly rebuking people, getting into heated discussions with people. But uh, you would never uh, know that uh, that was true by the way people depict him. And I think it's just because, you know, a lot of people in, uh, well, religion um, is making it seem like that you can do a lot of what you're doing before you even uh, accepted Yeshua in your life. You can keep doing those things and still make it to heaven. You know, make it seem like Yeshua is just so um, lighthearted and forgiving and just, you know, put up with almost anything you can and will do. You know, it just doesn't matter because you come to him and, you know, he'll just wipe away every sin that you have. And, you know, so um, it's all a, it's all a part of the agenda that religion has um, set up all the way down to changing who Yeshua uh, was, what he was like and even what he looks like. So that's my take on that. No, it's good, man. Um, one thing that really resonated with me was when I started reading scripture for myself. So many people are looking, you know, they're going and living off of words of others, but that's how you're going to be led astray. I've shared it before uh, that the Holy Spirit spoke to me because, you know, at one point I was so, uh, I shouldn't say afraid, I was just really concerned about being deceived. I'm like, it's so many doctrines out here. There are so many you know, different ways that the scriptures are interpreted. Like, it, it's crazy. I'm like, 
how can you, you know, you not be led astray? And so many people say, well, we can't get original truth. We can't get the original message. So they just give up on it. You know, they talk about how the Bible has been uh, translated many times, many revisions and things like that. And they're correct. So, you know, I was worried about, but the, I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me. And um, one thing he said was, you know, as long as you study the scriptures, you'll never be deceived. And one thing about me is like when, when I listen, like when I read the scriptures, I don't read it with a certain mindset. I'm not reading it to promote agenda. I'm, I, uh, when I read the scriptures, I read it with an open mind, open heart. And as more understanding as I get, I go back and I, you know, you receive revelation first, then you get illumination. Illumination is the understanding, enlightenment. And so once I get that, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. And you have to uh, run what you know through the kingdom concepts. The kingdom concepts, understanding that it's about um, a king in his territory, that what the king says goes. And once you have that in your mind, you understand that, it's, you know, scripture is not about a democracy. It's not about me. Well, I don't like what this passage says, so I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to state it. Because we'll see in um, Matthew called Matthew, where many go against the teaching that uh, the they say the Old Testament, the Torah and Tanakh, that it still stands. But in Matthew 5 and 17, it reads, don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moshe or Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. Yeshua came here to fulfill the scriptures. And he lived out what was written in those, in, you know, in the Torah. And many people try to say, well, it no longer matters. It no longer stands. But if, why did he quote it all the time? Yeshua quoted, you know, um, the, the Torah and Tanakh. It's the same thing with Sheol. He did too. So I don't understand where, you know, this teaching came into place. The only thing stands now is what they call the New Testament, Testament, which is the Messianic Scriptures. Because the thing is that a lot of people try to just, you know, try to live by the, by the New, but, but um, the New Testament is really a revelation of the Old. Hitting on what you said earlier um, about people who come and they give up on scripture and stuff like that because they believe it's almost like impossible to do this. I feel like it's because um, a lot of people getting to or learn about this lifestyle and stuff like that. And they might have had some visit from the um, Holy Ghost, some unction from the Holy Ghost, some reproach from the Holy Ghost to where they, you know, realize like, man, this is the way that I should go. But at the same time, still have one foot, you know, in the world. But when I have one foot into trying to live in salvation. And so, you know, they they come in looking for any excuse to give up. It's kind of like knowing something is what you should do. But at the same time, you really just want to keep on delivering the same. You just really want to keep on doing what you're doing because it's easy. It's fun. You don't want to really want to give it up. And um, a lot of people come in with that mindset and stuff. So whenever they just, you know, they just need one little thing for to give it up, you know. And Yeshua knows that. Uh, Elohim knows that for people who come in like that, you know, uh, he knows their heart. So it's like there's really no getting over on him, uh, for lack of a better word. I can't really think of a term right now, but getting over on Yeshua, thinking you can pull a fast one on him and stuff like that. So you're definitely right, man. People just really just, it's just not really being wholeheartedly into this thing, man. I mean, and Elohim is not going to use anybody who's not wholeheartedly into this. 
Um, we need people who's wholeheartedly into this. I mean, this 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 walk is not an easy walk, especially, you know, um, people coming from the world. You know, I I lived in the world for twenty plus years. You know, and then you come in and you you try to live born again. Yeah, those you know first few years, or uh, uh, how much time it is for each person. It's 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 difficult trying to make that transition. I mean. Especially when you realize you're coming into a kingdom, you know, with this own government, with this own system and, you know, uh, trying to transfer over into righteousness, you know, being in right standing with the uh, with the kingdom. It's a difficult uh, process in the beginning. And I mean, it, the enemy makes it even harder once you're in it longer and longer because, you know, you're the you're the one that he's really trying to get up out of here. You know, you're the one who's really coming into the knowledge of the kingdom and things like that. It could go out and, you know, reveal and shed light to other people in their darkness. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's not an easy thing to uh, live this life, but it's the most rewarding uh, life, uh, choice, um, path that you could take in this life. Um, but, you know, with much is given, much is required. Most definitely. And um, that's one thing that I noticed when I first was born again that it wasn't easy and somebody even told me they was like you know it's not going to be easy but even scripture says that you're you know you'll receive a reward and you know we are, we are not to grow weary we are to continue living the faith and we're really here to imitate um yeshua like i was saying and one thing about him even when he went through tests and trials with uh we see it when the old serpent called Satan tried to tempt him, he used scripture to stand on. So like you were saying, a lot of people, they are looking to go back because they want to give into the flesh and they look at how the faith, or I should say living the kingdom way is different from the world's way and is uh, really taboo to a lot of people. Because I mean, when you become born again, our spirits are born again, but our uh souls our minds are being renewed daily and is i mean it's not a quick process and you know we're in the microwave generation like everything everybody wants everything quick there's no patience there's no understanding that you know this takes time like talking to a lot of older people i look at their skill sets and what they can do and a lot of them say when they've been doing what they've been doing uh one industry is the construction industry i've talked to a couple of people in the construction i'm like how long have you been doing this they'll say i've been doing this since i was 14. some people say 17. they've been doing it for a while they didn't just start yesterday but when it comes to um like i say a lot of young people today it's about getting it now and even myself i was that way when i first um started a family first started a business first came into the faith i was ready to jump up and preach <laughs> but i was so glad yeah, it reminds me of the kanye west situation that's going on right now oh most definitely <laughs> because we know that Shao called paul that he you know he studied for 17 years before he uh started his uh, apostolic ministry and so many people now, you know, as soon as they get that calling, they just want to jump up and do something. But I didn't know. I'd had nobody to tell me that I need to get under a teaching. I was ready to go out and start a ministry. And it takes time. Uh, I mean, Yeshua didn't come out the womb teaching, even though he was a living tabernacle. You know, his ministry didn't start until he was around the age of 30. And many people see it as well. 
you know, I, I got the uh, the call and the anointing. That don't mean you just jump up and teach. You, you know, you got to get taught. You got to get mentored. We look at um, Elijah and, he, and Elisha that, uh, you know, he mentored them. And it's so much, uh, and, you know, a lot of kingdom mentors are lacking in um, the body because many people, um, they don't know themselves how to, to, number one, to seek gifts in other people. Number two, um, what's really missing, we stated it before, were fathers. Um, and the thing about fathers missing, let's say I'll say this, in the assemblies is that they're not mentoring other men. So it's a lot of women you see in churches, but not a lot of men. And, you know, fathers are needed in the home, but they're also needed in the assemblies. You know, you um, you look in this world and you look at uh, the process it takes uh, to be able to do some things, like look at the process it takes for to be a doctor, to go and um, heal those who are sick or help those in need that has anything to do with uh, any type of medical issue. Um, it takes them a while for to be able to go out and actually practice the things that they do. Um, and it's because it's such a high, you know, uh, respect for uh, the position. And also it just takes a lot of time to be able to uh, learn how to effectively um, heal people. And I, it's, it's crazy that people don't think that Elohim would also need you for to be able to go through a process for to be able to accurately um, be an ambassador for him that you can go out and, you know, um, effectively heal people, uh, which, you know, we mean bringing them into the kingdom. Um, people want to just, you know, hurry up and go do things and this and that. And that's why in so many ways nowadays, you know, it just seems like... Um, what people will call Christians, they have, you know, so many different types of people that carry themselves so many different type of ways. Some denominations saying you can do this, they're teaching this, they're teaching that, oh, don't worry about this. You know, it's it's just so much uh, division in the body, man. It's it's really uh, sad. I saw somebody on um, line one day who was just saying, like, there's nothing wrong with denominations. You know, it's just different ways of teaching and things like that. And I'm like, I, I mean, I, I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to defend your denomination and things that you go to. But at the end of the day, there should not be this much division in the body. If we're all worshiping um, and following the same Elohim, uh, saved by the same Yeshua, led by the same Holy Ghost, there should not be this much division. There's no division between the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So why is there so much division, you know, um, in the body? You know, the body should be a body of integrity, just like the Father is, just like Yeshua was. I mean, it's it's really just um, a sad situation how people really treat uh, ministry, you know, just thinking you could just hop and go do stuff. And like you said, especially in this microwave generation, you know, people just, it seems like they just have no um, respect for Elohim and how he um, does things. And I'm not saying that people intentionally go and do that, but at the same time, it's ignorance. But at the same time, you can't take away uh, what ignorance is having you do. If we was in a culture church, I would have said, preach, preacher. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I know. I know the Bible is right. Somebody's wrong, <laughs> wrong. as they would say. <laughs> I mean, man, you hit the nail on the head. Is 
it's true. It, it is so much division. And a lot of it, it just seems like people just went their own way. But the, the Holy Spirit was here to bring unity. If we look in uh, the book of Messiah called Acts, we'll see that, you know, Ananias and Sapphira, they died because they broke unity. Unity was powerful. We look in um, early on in, the, what was it? May have been Exodus when the children of Israel um, defied Elohim when they built the golden calf and uh, Moshiach came down and he had the Levites kill him. I mean, it's because they broke unity. You know, they stopped following that they got together and they started saying that the golden calf was the one that delivered them out of the land of Egypt. And they did it together. And he asked which ones were standing and, you know, who who is for Elohim. And, you know, it was it was the Levites. But my whole point is unity is powerful. Even with Nimrod, when he was gathering the um, the people together and they were building the tower again, that was unity. We understand and, and the enemy understands that there's power in unity. And that's one thing that religion has done is separated us in the body of believers. And, you know. Um, that's actually decreased believer's power. Not saying that, you know, we're not powerful, but it, it has decreased it because when you bring in division, then, you know, you're separating, um, I mean, it, what, what it says, you're separating the vision because now you have division. If we're all working towards one vision, one goal, one purpose, then it's easier to fulfill it because then you have somebody else uh, to help you. Iron sharpens iron, you know, um, a two, what is it? Two braided cords, not easily um, broken. I could be misquoting it, but yeah. um, that, that that's the thing. Is like many of us are so focused on denomination. All of it, <laughs> all of it is just a derived version of Catholicism. Every church in America is derived from uh, Catholicism. It isn't, you know, a kingdom message. Um, because that's what we had here in America was the Roman Catholics come, but then you know you had ones that separate from them. That's why they say the Protestant and um, the Catholics. But you know we don't get that teaching. You know you got Kojic Baptists, Southern Baptists, you got Assembly of God, you got um, so many different denominations who have just so many different beliefs, and so many people get into these churches. And then they just agree with it. It's, it's almost to me, it reminds me of political parties. It's like, well, I'm going to be with this party. You know, I'm going to be a Republican. I'm going to be a Democrat. But Elohim never established any of this. So what, you, what you're saying is, is that someone created a set rules of beliefs, and I'm going to stick to that over what Elohim is saying in his scripture. And that's one thing that I noticed. I'm like, nah, I hear what y'all are saying, but this ain't what scripture is saying. I'm like, I have illumination of what this scripture is saying. And this is not right. And I'm not saying I <laughs> I'm not saying I oppose any season believer because I, I one thing that I do is I respect and honor um elders because I understand they've been living like we talked about impatience, like I have more much more respect now that I'm living the lifestyle as well for older people. Because I understand that, you know, number one, life is not easy. But number two, being a believer is not easy. Um and living as long as some people have and keeping the faith. Man, that's it's amazing. But I also noticed that um, I just it, some stuff is just wrong in some of these denominations. Um, yeah, I mean that's uh, actually how they just start, man. I mean, 
uh, Koja came from Pentecostal, I believe, and it was just because one guy just, you know, felt differently about something, and he just went off and, you know, made his denomination off his beliefs. I mean, just as simple as that, and then you get you a following behind it. Um, so it's, it's just as simple as that, you know. I remember my, uh, my aunt, um, one day, you know, she was, um, I think we were going to the store, and, you know, she was out and about. Uh, we were out and about, and she was wearing uh, pants. But, you know, in um, the Kojic churches, they don't really like you, uh, the women, to not, uh, they don't like the women wearing pants. So, you know, I think we were about to, like, uh, I think we almost got into a wreck or something like that. And she was like, man, I'm glad we didn't get into a wreck or anything like that because, you know, I don't, I don't want the people to know uh, I'm out here, you know, wearing pants or whatever and i you know i thought it was funny but it's just um crazy how their belief system um is set up so much in just that holiness their holiness is tied so much up in dressing and not saying that you know people um who are born again should not carry themselves in a certain way but they were they were so strict on how you know um it almost seemed like holiness to them was all wrapped up in how you dressed (laughs) So um, these denominations are uh, strong, man. Like you said, it, it just all comes from people who just interpret scripture one way from somebody else. And they're just like, hey, man, I'm going to go off and do, uh, do it like this. And it's like, man, this we we have the same scripture. That's why I'm so um, glad that we're studying from uh, the Hebrew language. But it seems like nowadays people are even trying to make that uh, confusing and trying to make division into that. Well, you don't you don't pronounce it how uh, I pronounce it. You don't you don't say it how I say it. And it's just like, man, y'all are trying to make division. It's like this when the scripture talks about, you know, y'all y'all bicker over things that are just not even, you know, that's serious, not even that, uh, not even that paramount. But it's like y'all just have to make some division among one another. Right, and um, going back to what you said about you know cozy, because I grew up cozy too. And my mom told me that a lot of women didn't um, wear pants because the scripture says not to wear men's clothing. Um, But we know that scripture was (laughs) speaking of something different, but that was the reason. Um, And like you were saying with with the Hebrew, I I guess you were referring to the Hebrew Israelites um, because, you know, they don't use ease, I believe, so that they say like Yahuwah. and you know they say that we are the original what is it original tribe of judah because we came from west africa but i'm like when yeshua came like everybody now has a chance to be redeemed to be saved uh everybody now can be born in the world he came to save the world but you know they they kind of you they're kind of prejudiced in some of their teachings but a lot of them like you were saying, it's they, they just bringing more division. And I see it as they haven't been illuminated. And it's um, more of, well, this fits for me. And it's all about, I think, if you really look at it, like in racism, a lot of people that are racist, they understand that this works for me. And it's easier to hate than to love, if that makes sense. Because when you love, then you understand that, well, we, we talked about like true love is revealing the father's heart, how he actually feels about things, how 
his uh, word is, you know, he say, if you love me, you'll obey me. It, it's the, it's uh, the word abide. Uh, not abide. What's the word, Octavian? Aha. Aha. That's what it is. And is the father's heart revealed. And um, it's just you're an extension of him in the earth and you love like the father loves. And a lot of times um, when it comes to races, a lot of them, they want to be able to say, or I should say, use their racism to be superior than another race. It's it just like I say, it's another if you want to look at people in the earth, racism is also another way to separate us by saying I'm better than you because of my skin color. And that was used, of course, in America. I'm not trying to get too far outside, but that was used in America to identify, you know, it was a lot easier for them to identify who was a slave and who wasn't by skin color. And they were able to oppress people of color in America because, I mean, because of this. And that was the leading factor in saying, you know, you're inferior to me. And it was easier for them to to hate and say, well, you know, I'm better than you because I'm white. I'm better. And now that I've oppressed you, you know, you're not I didn't give you the same. You don't have the same resources that I have where you're dumb. You act like this because it is. Then you pump us full of um, just self-hate in the music, pump us full of self-hate in the images. I mean, on television, we just portrayed as these people. Then you got other people saying, well, why are you acting black? Why are you acting this way? Like, our culture was created for us. Oh, my God. It, it's so much. And it's, it's a lot easier. And this is, falls into the whole topic of separation because that's what has happened. Because there's really, only, there really is only one race, and that's the human race. And we my whole point is that we're all believers and we're all supposed to be working together for one purpose. And if nobody really sees what has happened or taken, history is huge. If nobody sees what has happened or what has taken place in America, then what you, you're missing the whole um, issue in America, in a country at this time of what is going on. You know, it's hard. It's hard to hear about, um, you know, the slaves and things like that and, and not <laughs> get into talking about the state uh, of America, or what's going on in America and things like that right now. One phrase that I really, really um, hate is basically that uh, in America, everyone has the same opportunities. Everyone has the same chances. Everyone has, you know, their equal footing. You know, everyone has a chance to pick themselves up. By their bootstraps, as they would say, all these cliches and stuff that they have, and it's just not true at all. Like it, it's it's just really not true. But uh, yeah, man, everything you're saying, you're hitting the nail on the head, man. And I mean, it needs to be said. You know, I'm I'm so glad that you know the Holy Spirit is um, in us for real. You know, um, and he, he it's not a spirit of fear at all. That you know, a lot of these topics. People just start to try to stay clear from they don't want to talk about. They don't want to, you know, cause any, you know, confusion or any strife or things like that. But like you said earlier, you sure told us, man, you know, I came to bring a sword, you know, in a world full of lies and a world full of darkness and a world full of wickedness, you know, to come up and just shed light. You know, it's, it's going to cause conflict. Not everybody is going to sit down. And here it is. That's one thing I've had to learn so much. You could sit down and try to make something as clear as day. I mean, write it out step by step. 
some there are going to be people who are just going to not care. There are going to be some people who are just going to argue with you, who's just going to bicker with you, who's just going to oppose truth just because it is true. So that's something that uh, also we ourselves have to understand we're doing this podcast. Not everybody is going to agree with the message that we are uh, giving, the things that we say and stuff like that. I mean, you know, we we both go throughout our days and see that people are just not, you know, it's like they resist the message or, you know, some people who just, you know, don't want to hear it. I've, I've literally had people who knew I was, um, you know, at my job, who knew I was uh, living a born-again lifestyle, and they would constantly, constantly, every time they saw me, they would, you know, test me. They would say things around me, try to talk about certain topics, you know, uh, expose stuff to me. And, and one day they just finally told me, you know, I, I do all this around you just for to see if you're really about what you're about. You know, it's, it's like it was his mission to see me, uh, to see me, you know, not be a person of who I said I was. That's what I have to say about that. No, it's good, man. Um, and like you were saying, and I promise I really didn't mean to get on that topic. I was <laughs> I was really trying to keep talking about Yeshua, but one thing that, that you talked about, um, you know, many people will try to test you. Uh, they won't like you. They won't like the message. Well, you know, Yeshua was not loved by everybody. I mean, if we're following the message that he taught, which was the kingdom message, um, I mean, it's, it's easy to say that it's not going to be popular. Uh, when you are following the kingdom principles, and the teaching, not many will follow and not many will listen. If we look in Yochanan called John uh, 6 and 66, you know, after Yeshua performed the miracle, uh, they deserted him after he fed them, that they left. <laughs> and, you know, you really have to be careful not to be accepted by everybody, because if you accept it by a lot of people, you know, a lot of people now are talking about Tyler Perry. And how great it was that he started this Hollywood studio and everybody's just so happy. I'm, I'm skeptical of stuff like that. Anything that the world accepts, I'm, I'm I, <laughs> I look at it and I'm like, I, you know, I don't know about this. I mean, you said it about um, what movie was that? Uh, Black Panther. Because, uh, you know, Black Panther was them displaying uh, Africa in the MCU and everybody was so excited about it. And, you know, there's always a hidden agenda behind it. Um, and you know, Yeshua said the world, if you look in Yokonai 7 and 7, you know, Yeshua said the world hates him because he accused it of doing evil. So, if you love by everybody, what are you doing? Because the world doesn't like, you know, didn't like Yeshua, didn't like the message that he brought, which was the kingdom. The world doesn't like the kingdom message. So, if you're living a lifestyle where everybody likes you and adores, you need to check yourself. And, and what is it? Second Corinthians 13 and five. It tells us to examine ourselves, even in uh, I think there's another. If you look in the book at uh, Haggai, Haggai, um, it talks about examining ourselves and our motives, because there are so many people that are doing it, but they're doing, you know, they're teaching the word. They're doing it all for popularity and doing it to be a celebrity. But that that's not the way, you, you know, Yeshua message wasn't popular. I mean, it, it was. Well, when I say popular, I mean liked by many, because the people they just wanted what they could get from. Them. That's how people are to you, really. They just want to see what they can get from you. You got a lot of money, you got um, what should I say? If you're famous, of course people are gonna want to hang around you because they see what they can get from you. They don't actually see the person you know that you truly are, and that's not what they want to be around. And I started realizing that as I got older, you know, started losing friends. 
because I started living a different way. Um, and a lot of my, you know, a lot of friends that I had, they didn't um, agree with my lifestyle. Uh, many of them I still talk to because I called them. Now, <laughs> I can't, I can count on my hands how many of them still call me. Um, because my thing is, it's not even when I become born, it's not to separate myself. You know, that's what a lot of uh, Jehovah Witnesses do. Um, uh, what's another faith that does that? Uh, or denomination, um, apostolic, they do it. They'll kind of separate themselves, uh, for a while. Uh, Hebrew Israelites, they'll separate themselves. But if you separate, if I'm separating myself from somebody who needs the kingdom message, how can they receive it? How can I be an influence to them? And Yeshua knew that. That's why he hung around the common people. Because when they saw him, they was like, it's something different about him. You know, there's something great about him. There's something that, you know, I'm even uh, Nicodemus, you know, a, a rat. Like these people in the scripture, we think just because they were called rabbis, they were like these pastors and teachers that we had today. No, <laughs> these people studied, studied, studied the scriptures. It, it wasn't like it was today. Those people studied the scriptures night and day. They... <laughs> And they still didn't have an understanding of the word, not because um, they didn't want to. It was because of religion. And that's what uh, Nicodemus, he saw that there was something different about Yeshua. He, he asked, well, how can I be born again? How can a man go into his mother's womb and be born again? Nicodemus wanted to know. And that's what made the disciples, you know, though I should say 12 apostles, that's what um, why Yeshua was able to. To teach and train them because they wanted they were scholars it said he would teach um the people uh he would teach in parables it was so that they wouldn't understand but it says oftentimes when he was along with the disciples he would explain to them what the parables meant and uh, i ain't trying to go off track. I, i'm sorry i'll let you go ahead oh it's fine man <laughs> it's fine it's definitely fine i mean this what the podcast is for but um the scripture says uh not even deaf and say um can hide anything from Elohim. So how much more of the human heart, you know, it's, it's, it's laid out before him, just like as clearly as if you was to just look down at your hands, you know, um, it's exposed to him. So, you know, coming in with wrong motives of trying to do anything for Elohim, is just not going to work. I mean, you know, you, you come in with these wrong motives and then, you know, the enemy is just going to come and test it. You know, that's, that's his job. He's a tempter. He's a tester. So when you come in with these uh, wrong motives and things like that, it's going to be exposed just like uh, Saul, King Saul, uh, when uh, he lost his uh, right to the throne, you know, and it was given over to David because, you know, his true motives and stuff was revealed. You know, Elohim told him to do this, kill everything that's there, leave nothing left. And then next thing you know, when they come to, you know, when Samuel comes and checks on him, you know, he was like, well, you know, I say the best of the best. You know what I'm saying? I got all this. You know, I say I thought we could sacrifice the Elohim and bring it back to the kingdom. And it's like, OK, so there you go. Your true motives, who you truly are, has been revealed from the situation that says to you. And now we got to get you up out of here. And it, it really just, you know, makes me think about, you know, it, my, one of my topics that I have is, you know, not not trusting the world so much, you know. Um, I know for me recently, um, I do a lot of photography, um, and there's a particular, uh, community and area that I'm going into to do photography a lot. Um, and when I first got into it, I was so starstruck, man. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, you know, uh, people are actually getting together, doing this, 
you know, this is so amazing. Like, people are actually doing this professionally now. I mean, it has some good backing. It's actually blowing up. The industry is blowing up. You know, I was so starstruck and stuff about it that when I was coming into it, you know, you'd see certain people meet certain people and, you know, you almost go off at them as celebrities and things like that. Um, exalted them. But then as I got into it more and more and more, I just started seeing that, oh, okay, so this is just like any other thing that is formed in the world. It has its own problems, people who are like this, uh, ways that are like this, um, people handling themselves like that. And it really made me um, stand back and, you know, check myself and just be like, you know, um, am I going in this? Uh, yes, I might love this industry and the things that's going on in it, but am I going into this doing the will of Elohim or am I going into it just, you know, uh, for my own desires? Am I, am I going into it, you know, just, uh, trying to do it just because I'm so amazed at what's going on and stuff like that. And I realize that I'm ambassador everywhere I go, I represent the kingdom and anyone who, you know, stayed in their right mind in the kingdom mindset would understand that when you're going into the world, there are things that are going to be, uh, the world is going to handle themselves certain ways, you know, all the time. They're going to do the, the things of the world. They're going to present the fruit of the world. So, you know, um, to be amazed at something like that lets you know that I was kind of walking out, um, not walking in the um, spirit so much that I was walking in just, you know, this fleshly amazement that I, uh, I felt like I had with the industry that I was uh, going into. So, it kind of put me in check to just, you know, just be like, man, you know, the world is still the world. The world is going to act like the world. And everywhere you go, everywhere the Elohim sends you, you have a mandate to to reveal who he is. You know, that's when the scripture just says, you know, uh, everyone to know that you're a disciple of Yeshua uh, by the love. Uh, they'll know who you are by love. And we keep saying this over and over again. Love isn't, you know, just some emotion or uh, how you treat someone, you know, you, you, you let them do wrong and all this other stuff. It's reveal, revealing Elohim. You know, people are going to know that you are a disciple of Yeshua by revealing the Father everywhere you go. No, that's good, man. I remember um, one thing that I wanted to do when I first got, uh, when I first saw my calling was I uh, was really listening to a lot of pastors and teachers and everything to do one thing that attracted me was prophecy you know and revelation chapter 19 talks about that true prophecy is the uh i believe it's a testimony of yeshua but you know we don't hear that all the time um but i was just so focused on um you know end times and things that will come in the past and i would i would look up prophecy videos and was another thing that attracted me, you know, trying to make people believe that, you know, Elohim was real and everything. Then um, I shepherd, he put me in check. He told me, he was like, where in scriptures does it say, um, uh, show people that I'm real or make sure they know I'm real? It doesn't. Um, people are supposed, like you say, people, are, go ahead. I was about to say, boy, pass the master getting you in check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, it it doesn't in scripture and so many people like i see people that they try to do is try to prove that you know yeshua is real and stuff but but we're supposed to show that he's real by they're supposed to see him in us we're supposed to be a reflection you know we're supposed to be ambassadors 
And that was one thing that I really follow. Like I would sit down and watch, you know, hours of YouTube videos of people just giving their testimonies. And that was my uh, ministry I want to do, which was uh, a ministry about testimony. So people will believe and know that Elohim is real, but that's not the message. And uh, that was one thing that I was just focused on. And it was like there was no fruit being produced in it because I didn't understand how to live um, a kingdom marriage. I didn't understand how to be, you know, a father. I didn't understand how to be a kingdom business owner. I didn't understand, I mean, how to be a son. And because um, all I was focused on was like, well, Elohim is real. He's real. Everybody gets saved. Get saved. You know, that was the thing. And the, I mean, that's one thing is to repent. But, you know, once you repent and change, you got to get taught. And that was what I missed because that's what looked good to me. I wanted to go, you know, full time in ministry, but you know, Elohim had showed me that I wasn't gonna do it. <laughs> I wasn't gonna do it, but that's not what I wanted to do. You know, the thing is, is we have to get out of this uh, our feelings and what we want all the time because, you know, Shell Paul said he um, we have to crucify the emotions. We have to. Um, you know, we're here to live by the spirit, not the flesh. We got to allow our, our spirit to lead us, not necessarily what we feel, but what is the spirit saying? And then we make a choice to obey. You, you know, um, Isaiah 1 and 19, if ye be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Uh, and Dr. Nay, she um, said it recently. You have to be willing and obedient. It's not one or the other. So what it takes is a heart that's open to do the will of the Father. And as we continue to hear and spend time in the word, spend time with the Father, because that was actually one of my topics was time. You know, where is your time being spent? Because wherever your time is being spent, that's what you value. That's what you love. Even if you're not doing it on purpose, like if you're spending hours upon hours on social media, then you have to realize that it's not just a habit. This is something that you you are actually giving over the time. You're allowing it to teach you. Uh, you and I were talking recently about, you know, television. If we're spending time watching a, a lot of television, you have to be careful with that because it will define your belief system whether you know it or not. Because you, when you're sitting down watching, even children, you'll see children watch stuff on TV and then imitate it <laughs> because that's what's actually teaching them. Yeah, that's um, actual principle. I was actually thinking about that today that Elohim was telling me, you know, make sure that you watch the things that you're uh, taking in. You know, Yeshua let us know, uh, in this case, he was talking about food, but at the same time, he revealed a principle that it's not what goes into a man that uh, it's, that uh, makes him wicked, but it's what comes out of a man that defiles him. But the thing about it is, he still told us earlier to make sure the things that you hear, because if you keep meditating something, you keep meditating, you keep meditating it, you're activating the principle that that thing is teaching you, and eventually you'll conform to it, you'll become it. You know, you'll start acting out, you know, uh, there were times where, you know, you'd watch something with a lot of cursing in it, you know, and you wouldn't be the type of person to curse. But if you keep listening to it, you keep hearing it, keep, you keep hearing it, you keep hearing it. Next thing, you know, you might get into a situation where you're excited or you got scared or you're getting frustrated. Next thing you know, you might end up cursing and you're like, man, where did that come from? It came from you listening to, you know, this this certain stuff all the time. You know, so uh, we have to be really, really uh, careful of that. And also going back to, you know, that uh, 
willing and obedient part that you uh, were talking about. I mean, yes, you definitely do need both. You know, nobody wants somebody that's going to do what they want with a funky attitude. You know, (laughs) parents used to get on to us with that all the time. You know, they tell you to go do something and you're leaving, you know, uh, stiff necked and all this stuff, you know, they get on to you like, you know, you when you do something, you know, you act like you, you know, uh, you have the right attitude about it, you know, because uh, attitude can um, destroy you uh, depending on how you act. A wrong attitude, I should say, can destroy you uh, from great positions that you get or uh, um, great blessings that you find yourself with a, a, a nasty attitude can strip you from those things. So, um, yeah, man, you're um, totally right once again. I mean, right on the money. Yeah, and a lot of it has to do with, uh, I, I said it earlier, it's really self-examination. We as believers are those who are you know, looking to make the decision on being born again, have to really examine ourselves. Look at your life. Look at, you know, what you're doing. Look at how you're feeding yourself, what you're putting in. Like Octavian said, look at these things and look at the outcome of it. Look at how, you know, you're living. It's not to get depressed by, you know, I haven't got a million dollars. I haven't got a nice house. No, that's not what, that's what the world wants to say is success. That's not true. You got, you got people who living in these $500,000 homes who in over a million dollars of debt. I, I try to, you know, more money is, is more debt sometimes if you mismanage. So you have to you have to be careful of one what others have and look, you know, valuing things of the world of success. Success to the father is living out his will. Success to him is, is learning his principles, his systems, his laws, his precepts. And you know, scripture says, um, those that um, what is it? I think it's in there. It says, you know, Father, help me to learn your precepts. Um, and then once you learn them, you live them out. That's what success is to Elohim, living by his ways, living the will that he has for your life, living out a vision that he's given you. And once you do that, I mean, that's success to him. I mean, you become a son to him, a daughter to him. Like, you you understand that you have a purpose in life, that he actually created you. Your spirit came from him. And you understand that because that you are now on the earth, that you have a purpose to fulfill and your father is pleased with you living the way that you are. It, it has nothing to do with um, your number of degrees because degrees are, you know, the, um, just knowledge that's being passed down and has placed value on it by men. Um, I know a lot of people making bukus of money without degrees. So it, so don't get tied up in this stuff. You know, money, fame, fortune is not it. Uh, and Ecclesiastes talks about how these things are meaningless. But the thing that, that um, I think it, it was King Solomon who uh, wrote that book, he talked about um, the thing that that was just meaningful for him was serving Elohim. Because he understood that that was actually, a, 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 uh, that he had a purpose in life and everything else was, was it'll fade away. I mean, one passage talks about how um, you build up all this wealth and success. I mean, we are supposed to leave wealth. We're supposed to have enough wealth for our children's children, but it's not to get caught up in it. You know, uh, in Matthew Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. It, 
if, if we seek, meditate on his word, it'll just be added to us. We won't have to fight and, you know, have strife for it. It'll, it'll be given to us. Um, but one passage in there just talks about how, if, in Ecclesiastes, how if you uh, store up all this wealth, I mean, you die not knowing who's going to spend it. So, I mean, all your wealth and achievements can fade away when you die. Um, and, and the thing is to just really focus on how you should live your life according to Elohim's word and get under teaching. You, you'll find life to be so much better. And, and that's one thing, like even doing this podcast, I'm so grateful that I have another brother in the faith to do this with because, you know, we're not doing this. Well. I'm so gra- glad that I have a wife that's a believer that, um, you know, we get to carry out this kingdom marriage. I, I'm so glad that, you know, my wife and I are in business together. I'm so glad that you know, I have assembly that I'm a part of where I can, you know, talk to my shepherd because there, there are a lot of churches where you can't even get to the pastor. Um, but I mean, all of this is just ways that Elohim has set it up for us to live in earth because we were our gifts and things that we have. They weren't meant to be used just to make money. They were meant to help each other. That was why he gave us gifts. Um, and once we realize Elohim's ways, and Octavian says it all the time, um, when you look at a product that's been manufactured, you got to go back to the creator. You got to go back to the manufacturer. So go back to Elohim and go back to his word and try to find, or I shouldn't say try to find, find why we were created and what we were created to do. Yeah, man. Um, and mankind really, uh, doesn't like the situation that is in people not knowing their purpose and not knowing um who they are and what they're here for and things like that and it makes a lot of people depressed it makes a lot of people sad you know um one thing about um elohim is that he's um a man of order and when he created man he put man in his uh his presence and that was because uh man was made uh from him so he is the source of mankind so he made sure that he kept him in his presence um and that's where man was uh put so that he could thrive that's the environment that he's uh meant to be into 100 percent work at full capacity and nowadays with uh people not being born again having dead spirits you know there's no longer an open heaven here on earth as it was in the beginning a lot of people uh, feel out of place. A lot of people um, can feel it. They just feel like, man, some, uh, you hear a lot of people saying sometimes Sometimes it just feels like I'm wandering the earth. Like I have no uh, goal, no destiny. I don't know what my purpose is. I'm trying to figure out. And a lot of people, it can get depressing. And that's uh, why some people um, are led to things like suicide because they feel like they have no purpose. They have no um, no reason to be here. And, you know, it's, it's it's just sad for them that, you know, and it it's really, really this whole uh, man, uh, the, the suicide epidemic that uh, Satan has going on that, you know, uh, some powerful people uh, that had some powerful purpose, powerful destinies that they could have used uh, their gifts to um changed the world in such an impactful way that Elohim had planned for them, but the enemy got in and had them confused and thinking that they had no purpose um, and they had nothing they were good at or could do and, you know, they they 
cut their um, objective short. They cut their reason for being here short. Um, and that's such a sad thing. So uh, I have no idea how I got on that topic, but, you know, I just, you know, how the Holy Spirit gives it to me, I talk about it. So, you know, because like I said, like we both have said that suicide was something that we both dealt with. Um, and a lot of that came, I know, from me, from just when you got to a certain point, um, and a lot of bad things seemed like they were happening in your life. You got to a dark point. You had no foundation. You know, I, I didn't know my purpose back then. I, I didn't, I didn't know that, you know, I was, I was called to bring dominion, uh, spread, uh, dominion here on the earth, uh, spread the, uh, kingdom of heaven, um, uh, here on the earth and do that by, you know, the vision that's placed into me. And I get there by the gifts that I have um that Elohim has put into me to help other people and use that as openness to present the kingdom to them and things like that I had no idea of this so when things got hard you know and I had nothing to fall back on I just you know my whole everything crumbled the whole foundation crumbled it's like when the wind comes it blows the whole house away that's how life felt you know so uh yeah like I said I, I don't know how I got there but you know just following <laughs> that's what you do man it, it don't always make sense to us but somebody needs to hear um but that's all i had for today yeah that's all i have too i mean i have one more but we've went over our, our mark so thank you guys uh once again for joining us we really really appreciate it we hope that something um said today was able to stimulate some thought um, that you can go and meditate on and seek the Holy Spirit on, that he will be able to illuminate it to you. Um, we just, uh, again, thank you so much for the people that are constantly coming back and listening. And if this is your first time listening, we'd really appreciate it if you continue to um, follow this uh, journey that Elohim has us on to spread the kingdom message through this podcast. And shalom. Shalom.